welcome you into another edition of State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. My name is Jason Gotch, joined as always by my co-host John Spataro. And John, it is crunch time of the National Football League season. Only three games left in the NFL campaign here. Two coming up this weekend on Sunday. And of course... The Super Bowl down in Florida. So we've got a lot to discuss on this program, but we're going to start it off like we do each and every week. We're going to go back to last week, one of my favorite weekends in the NFL, uh, the divisional playoff round. You always seem to get some good games. This time around, it did not disappoint. I know some of the scores weren't exactly uh, the closest we have seen, but there were still some very interesting storylines. So, John, how did you do with the divisional playoff games based on your picks last week? Yeah, well, let me uh, preface by saying I sure did enjoy watching all of these games. You hit the nail on the head there, Jason. It's always fun football this time of year. Any playoff game just seems to have a bigger feel to it, and you usually get uh, rewarded for some stinkers during the regular season in the playoffs. It's just better competition and uh, better matchups, and that certainly happened uh, this past weekend. I really enjoyed all four of the games that I watched that being said, I did not enjoy the results of all my bets this weekend because, once again, I really struggled on a Saturday. Let's start with with what happened then. Uh, I, I was on the Rams against the Packers. Uh, you know, I had a feeling that the Packers were going to come out uh, hot in that game, but I just felt like after what I saw the, the Rams do to the Seahawks the week prior, I had a feeling that somehow, some way, uh, they were going to be able to cover in that game, and they did not. The Rams got blown out in Lambeau Field. The defense, which was number one in a bunch of different categories for the Rams, uh, looked to be no deterrent to Aaron Rodgers in that offense. In that one, I was not a winner. I was on the side of the Rams, and that one was not close. I could not have predicted that Lamar Jackson was going to get knocked out of his game against the Buffalo Bills. However, that one wasn't even much closer uh, either. I had Baltimore plus two and a half, and the Bills were able to take care of business even when Lamar Jackson was on the field. Uh, they hold the Ravens to three points points and I lose that one pretty badly on Saturday as well Sunday got a little bit better for me I went one and one I lost the first game of the day but again couldn't really predict Patrick Mahomes going out in that game uh, in Kansas City and the Browns I was on the Chiefs minus 10 and that one looked like it had a chance to cover late it was kind of a weird up and down game and then when Chad Henney came in he did a decent job enough uh, but it certainly was not the offense I was expecting out of the Chiefs without Mahomes in the mix. And then finally, to end the slate, I did get a win on the board. I was on the Bucks plus three. Popular bet this weekend. I think a lot of people like Tom Brady in that spot. Uh, Drew Brees, in what seems like it's going to be his last game ever, got bested by the other 40-year-old in the league. Uh, and Tom Brady back in a championship uh, conference championship game yet again. Not terrible, but certainly uh, running out of games here as we only have three games in the playoffs left to bet. Hopefully, somehow I can go 3-0 and from here on out and end with a 7-6 and record. That would be nice, and I'm right there with you, John. I'd love to finish this thing strong because so far here in the playoffs, Jason Gotch on fire, 7-3 and in the playoffs against the spread, 3-1 uh, and week in the divisional playoff round. Uh, the games, as John mentioned and I mentioned at the top, uh, pretty entertaining because even if you go back to the Packers-Rams game, that game... Uh, was a bit in doubt pretty much the entire way until the very end. The Packers end up covering that number with that 32-18 to 18 victory. So Jared Goff and company out of the playoffs. And I think a big question in the offseason for the Rams is Jared Goff out of L.A. Uh, Sean McVay, the head coach of the Rams, uh, with the season wrap-up press conference, 
uh, did not commit to his quarterback for next season. He didn't say Jared Goff's his quarterback next year. So uh, when a head coach and a quarterback have been together a number of years and the head coach says after the season, well, I'm not committing to my quarterback for next year. Uh, if I'm the incumbent, uh, I might be expecting to, to hire a moving company. It's possible that could be uh, the case for Jared Goff. For Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, I mentioned this last week, how Rodgers was adamant that he wanted home field advantage and the Packers did in the NFC title game. They hadn't had that in some recent NFC title games that they lost in recent years on the road. Well, they got it now coming up against Tampa Bay on Sunday. And of course, we'll have full coverage for you of that game here in a little bit from the gambler's perspective on state lines. Also, uh, the Bills and the Ravens, and and I got to admit, John, you know, we're not betting on games or analyzing them from a better perspective. I, I think I can speak for you here. We're both fans of the National Football League, and I'm on the Buffalo Bills bandwagon as a fan. Not necessarily as a gambler going forward. I was on them, though, against the Ravens, as you said, John. A tough break for Baltimore with uh, Lamar Jackson going out of that game with an injury. But Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and that Bills defense and the Bills Mafia fans in Buffalo for that game with limited attendance, they see a 17-3 victory over Baltimore. So the Buffalo Bills are one win away. Tough one if they get it in Kansas City coming up on Sunday. But if they win that game and they pull an upset, the Bills are in the Super Bowl for the first time since the early 1990s, going all the way back to 1993, a generation ago. And what a story, Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills, their head coach, how he's built this operation from the ground up. Buffalo had basically a bad 20 years before he had gotten there. And now the Bills, a team on the rise. So won that one too. Tough loss, just like John said. I also was on the Kansas City Chiefs against the Cleveland Browns. That was a weird game, as John mentioned. The Chiefs could have covered that number, even with Chad Henney in there late. The Browns easily could have won that football game. Uh, Baker Mayfield, some good play in the, the, the second half of that game. And a key fumble by Cleveland late in the first half near the goal line. The receiver was stretching for the pylon with still just under two minutes to go in the first half. A fumble out of the end zone, and Kansas City got a touchback. Had that play gone a different way, it might be the Cleveland Browns uh, playing in Buffalo this week for the AFC Championship game. But that's not the case because... The Chiefs, with Patrick Mahomes injured for for a lot of that game, you saw Chad Henney make some unbelievable plays in the fourth quarter. Threw a bad pick in the end zone. Looked like he was throwing a punt down the field. But other than that, he made some huge plays. And Andy Reid, with some interesting calls in the closing moments of that game, that worked out to perfection. So the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game for the second consecutive year. And also, the Buccaneers. I was on the Buccaneers, plus the points in New Orleans. Maybe ending Drew Brees' career. Tom Brady, remarkable, 43 years old. Uh, goes to a new home. Bill Belichick looking like not the genius so much anymore as Tom Brady leaves New England, goes to Tampa Bay, and they're in the NFC Championship game headed to Lambeau Field. They win in New Orleans plus the points, 30-20. to 20. And after that game, Drew Brees was not happy when talking about his future. There was a, a comment from Drew uh, just saying, hey, you know what, I'm only going to address this one time. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to make my decision. Let's get to the rest of the question. So obviously a tough loss for Brees and the Saints and possibly Drew Brees' last game. So 3-1 week for Jason Gotch. Looking to continue rolling here, as John mentioned, through the conference championship games and into the Super Bowl with just three games left in the NFL season. This is State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. He is John Spataro. I am Jason Gotch. And, John, I mentioned at this point for me, look, born and raised Chicago, Chicago area. I can't be on the Packers bandwagon as a fan. Uh, The 
Cleveland Browns would have been a nice story, but the Chiefs, I have nothing against them, but they won it last year. Mentioned I'm on the Buffalo Bills. I don't have any particular allegiance to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so I'm curious from your perspective here. You know, as a Bears fan like I am, if you're watching these games, which I know you will be, and you're not necessarily thinking about it as a gambler, you're thinking about it as a fan, just for some fun here. Have you adopted a team for the Final Four of the NFL playoffs, or are you just going to watch the games looking for some good entertainment? Well, I may be even thinking uh, further down the road, not just adopting the teams for the playoffs, but if the Bears continue to embarrass me like they did with their uh, end-of-season press conference last week, I might be adopting a new team full-time, even beyond the playoffs, because (laughs) they're certainly not making it easy to root for uh, the Chicago Bears these days. But you know what? I'm looking at the playoffs as a whole. You look when you get down to the conference championships, what do these four teams have in common? They all have quarterbacks. And it's just, you know, as as true as the sky is blue in the NFL, you're not going to make it to this point if you don't have spectacular quarterback play. And all four of these quarterbacks, especially in the AFC side, you know, now that Josh Allen has kind of elevated himself into being a superstar, uh, Patrick Mahomes, we know about him. But how about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers facing off for the first time uh, in a playoff game in their careers? I mean, it seems like they've both been at such a high level for so long, you would have thought that it would have been a perennial thing but now that Brady moves over to the NFC we finally get to see this matchup if I have to pick of these four teams that are left you know I've been on the Chiefs for quite a while I remember recording uh, episodes of this show last season when I said that I was really convinced that uh, the Chiefs are the new Patriots in terms of you know perennial contenders Patrick Mahomes is going to be someone we're going to get sick of talking about from the way that he plays. So in a way, I'm tempted to go with the Chiefs. But you know what? I think I'm going to back you up, Jason. I really like the Bills. I like what they've built up there. I guess I'm a member, an honorary member, if they will allow me, of the Bills Mafia. (laughs) Got to jump on that bandwagon. I'm right there with you, John. And before we take a quick timeout, you mentioned the quarterbacks. That's a great storyline you bring up here. Two Hall of Famers squaring off for the first time in the playoffs, Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes, it's still too early, but if he continues on this course, he certainly has got a great chance to land in Canton. And Josh Allen's one of the up-and-coming quarterbacks in the National Football League. So uh, the NFL's a quarterback league. You've got some great quarterback play right there, and it brings me to uh, the Bears fan angle that you mentioned, John. Look, I was in high school in 1992, so I got some gray hair on my head these days. But when I was in high school, Brett Favre was the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. The Packers... In the last generation plus, have had two starting quarterbacks. They're both going to be in the Hall of Fame. Brett Favre already is. Aaron Rodgers will be. The Bears probably have had, in counting the backups, 35, 40 guys started quarterback in that span, and they still haven't found one that is well above average. If you got a quarterback, you're gold in the NFL. If you don't have one, you're in trouble, and Bears fans know all about that. This is State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. We are going to break down the NFC and AFC title games in depth from the gambler's perspective. We also got some fun angles, proposition type things to go over, plus coaching changes in the NFL. We want to touch on that, too, because if you're thinking about getting some early bets in uh, once those lines come up and some futures plays, a lot of coaching changes around the National Football League, including one big name, in not so big of an NFL market. We'll talk about that right after this.
you back to State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. Always great to have you aboard with us. He's John Spataro. I'm Jason Gotch. We will be getting into in-depth the AFC and NFC title games coming up this Sunday. The NFC title game, the first game just after 2 o'clock Central time. The Buccaneers and Tom Brady at Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Then at about 5.30 Central, the AFC title game. We don't know who's a quarterback yet for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes in the concussion protocol. He's been working out. Not sure if he's going to go yet at the time of this taping. So if he does go, obviously, he's the man for Kansas City. But if he does not play, that means Chad Henney would get the start at quarterback. And we know Josh Allen will start for the visiting Bills in that Chiefs-Bills showdown. But before we get to those games, John, there's there's a couple interesting things going on in the National Football League aside from those games. And one of them, the coaching changes around the league. And not every team has found their new coach. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are still looking for a coach. Obviously, that surprise firing of Doug Peterson. And you look at the Houston Texans, they are also... Uh, looking for a head coach still. But we do have some head coach hirings that have been trickling in over the last couple of weeks. Uh, The biggest one in Jacksonville, Urban Meyer taking over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Obviously, he gets a lot of money from Jacksonville. And the interesting thing going to be here for me, John, about this, first off, Urban Meyer is going to have to build it from the ground up. The NFL is completely different from college to what the NFL game is. Trevor Lawrence most certainly will be the number one overall pick in the draft, the quarterback from Clemson for the Jaguars. But Urban Meyer has had stress issues throughout his career. If he thinks coaching college football is stressful, well, Steve Spurrier, I remember when he went to coach what was the Redskins franchise at the time, they asked him the difference between college coaching and the NFL coaching, and he talked about the NFL, you're always working. In college, you you work six months a year and you play golf the other six months of the year. So if Urban Meyer had stress in college, he doesn't know what stress is until he coaches in the NFL. So uh, that's one of the interesting hires. Uh, The Jets get Robert Sala. He was the defensive coordinator the last few seasons with the San Francisco 49ers. Arthur Smith, the Titans offensive coordinator, leaves to become the Falcons' new head coach. Uh, Brandon Staley, who did a nice job in his short tenure with the Rams defense. He's going to stay in the same stadium as he's going to coach the Los Angeles Chargers as the head coach starting next season. And Dan Campbell, Saints assistant head coach, uh, former uh, player in the league, he becomes the Lions head coach. and He gets a six-year deal to take over the Detroit Lions. So a protege of... A great coach and probably a Hall of Fame coach when all is said and done, Sean Payton, one of his protégés, Dan Campbell, gets that job. So, John, I want to get your thoughts on not only these hires, but also when you look at those five teams that I mentioned, which coach, because we're going to have those futures bets coming up sooner rather than later, which coach do you think has the best chance to win the most games next season? There are certainly some interesting hires on the board that you just mentioned. I mean, there's so much to say about Urban Meyer. I think he's retired maybe three or four times now and always seems to find a better opportunity every time he says that. Maybe he should retire every year. And I don't know, by the uh, 2020 or 2028 season, something like that, he'll be the president of the United States. Who knows? But at the end of the day, um, I I think that if I'm looking at these teams, you know, the teams that these coaches are inheriting, uh, you got to think that Brandon Staley uh, in L.A. has got a pretty good situation that he's walking into he's a defensive minded guy the Chargers had some problems on defense under Anthony Lynn they've got a pretty good young quarterback in Justin Herbert he doesn't have to leave the stadium like you mentioned that sounds pretty ideal to me but you know time is going to tell if that's going to be a great hire um, as well I I know a lot of people are uh, are pretty inspired by the uh, Sala hire in New York 
I, I think that the Jets have eternal hope they need it because they get uh, shot down so many times. But all in all, I, I think that he's going to be a pretty uh, giant upgrade over Adam Gase. Uh, but that's not saying very much because I think when uh, the dust settles in New York, I think Gase is going to be remembered as one of the worst uh, NFL coaches of all time. Uh, people forget he was considered uh, as a Bears coach, a head coach candidate at one point in his career uh, before going to Miami and New York. So all in all, I, I mean, I think I'm most interested, like everyone is, in Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. It seems like they're going to have uh, maybe a, a a new quarterback in uh, Trevor Lawrence to start the the regime with, which is obviously a huge head start. Uh, but that team has, you know, been to the AFC Championship game just uh, what was it, two or three years ago? So uh, they've had some recent success that I think people forget about. That's a pretty uh, forgettable franchise are the Jacksonville Jaguars. Maybe this is exactly what they needed, a huge name uh, to come in and, and demand some press coverage every day and uh, hopefully get that team out of uh, what they've been uh, this past season, which was uh, the number one overall pick in a very, very low record. Uh, but all in all, I, I think I'm going to enjoy the fact uh, that all of these teams get to celebrate the fact that they have a new coach. As we found out last week, the Bears will not be a team uh, that is hiring a new coach, and, and we're going to be stuck with the current regime for yet another season. So for all the Chargers, Falcons, Jaguars, Jets, uh, who else am I missing? Uh, there's got to be somebody else in there that I missed. Oh, Falcons, uh, congratulations on, on getting a new coach. Uh, I am envious of you after the offseason that we've had here in Chicago. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Let's just listen to Matt Nagy for another year. Makes my head hurt, and I haven't even heard him yet. Just the idea of his rambling press conferences and his terrible game plans. I guess hope springs eternal, but hope for me for the Bears will be when they finally get a new coach. But unfortunately, that doesn't look like it's going to happen for at least another year. He's John Spataro. I'm Jason Gotch. This is State Lines, where we get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. Now, John, here, before uh, we get out of here and get to our next segment and talk a little bit about the NFC Championship game from the gambler's perspective, this is a fun proposition bet that just popped up, and I want to get your thoughts on this one. Deshaun Watson, who, again, is a very talented guy, but for me sometimes uh, a, a little bit more of a me guy maybe than a team guy, maybe making some too much noise than he should be. I mean, the, the, the you look at what the Texans franchise has done, they pretty much tailor the entire franchise around him, and he's not happy. But there's a nice proposition bet up there, and maybe Bears fans can get a little excited about this one. Deshaun Watson, what roster will be, he be on for week one of the upcoming NFL season that starts in September? The Texans are plus 125. The Jets are plus 250. The Dolphins are plus 350. The Bears are plus 800. The Broncos are plus 1,000. The Niners are plus 1,200. The Colts now with Phillip Rivers retiring are plus 1,200. And then you go down to the Panthers, Patriots, Falcons, Washington football team, bunch of other teams. You go through the entire league pretty much. Not all of them, but a lot of the teams that might need a quarterback. They're way, way long shots. So, so what do you think here, John? Do you think that Deshaun Watson's going to be a Texan? Or do you think there's a chance he could go to one of these other teams? How would you bet this one looking at it, oh, seven or eight months out? Well, I know that uh, the favorites are the Texans, but uh, I I'm pretty convinced that that's not going to be the case. It sounds like from all reports, uh, I I've heard as many 
uh, people go as far as to say uh, he has played his last snap with the Texans. He just doesn't feel heard in the locker room or uh, in the owner's suite or the GM's office. He, you're right. He has tendencies to to kind of demand and, and ask for a little bit more input. But just kind of a, a lot of the, the words and, and uh, stories coming out of Houston is that he doesn't feel like he has enough input on the franchise. So that smells to me like there's going to be a breakup and a departure. And if that's going to happen, yeah, it would sure be nice if the Bears could right their wrongs uh, from the draft a couple years ago and bring Watson in, uh, in in place of Mitch. But I doubt that that's going to happen. You mentioned that a, a team that's pretty far down the list that I think I might want to take a look at. What about the Washington football team? I mean, I'm going to guess that they're going to have a nickname by next year. You're going to look to completely rebrand yourself. And you're a playoff team. And you came pretty close against the Bucks, who are now in the NFC Championship game uh, last week or two weeks ago uh, in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, we know what happened. It, it, they couldn't get anything going with Dwayne Haskins during the year. Uh, they looked at Alex Smith for a while, who made a, a remarkable comeback to even get back onto the field. Uh, but it all ultimately came down to Taylor Heineke, who may be you know, a decent quarterback in the NFL, but I think you'd like Watson over him uh, every day of the week. So you got Ron Rivera, who seems like a pretty uh, good coach at keeping egos in check. He survived with Cam Newton all those years in uh, Carolina, who uh, you know is, is certainly a, a big personality and commands a lot of attention, kind of like Watson. So maybe that would be a good look. I think that would work. There's some other uh, NFC East teams that I could see him uh, fitting in for as well, depending on what the Eagles do, what direction they head in. I think a lot of people have forgotten uh, because he got injured that Dak Prescott still needs a big new contract if he wants to stay in Dallas. Uh, so we'll see about what what they do as well. You, you, you never really know in this league. So as much as I would hope for that the Bears could make a big move being that high on the odds list, I think there's some, some uh, sleeper teams deep into that odds sheet uh, to look at Washington football team being one of them. I'm going to disagree with you here, John. I, I think he stays with the Texans. I, I just don't see the leverage that he has here. Houston's got a new GM in place. They don't have a head coach. When you look at Watson, he'll be 26 for next season. And he signed through 2023. He doesn't have an out until possibly 2024. So uh, the question for Deshaun Watson next year is, do you want to sit out and leave $10.5 million on the table or do you want to play football? Then you got a $35 million a year contract in 2022, another $20 million in 2023. So there's a lot of money already they've committed to him. And I, I think really this is the Texans' call because I, I don't think Watson, he can threaten to sit out, he can be unhappy. But if it comes down to it and they don't trade him, he's going to have to play. So it's going to come down to the Texans. Do they want to dump him? And I don't think they do. I mean, you, you we've mentioned it throughout this show, the, the this entire season, last season. We probably mentioned it for another 20 years. When you got teams like the Bears who haven't had a quarterback uh, really since Jim McMahon in the 80s, and you've got a Deshaun Watson on your roster for whatever issues he might have with the team and you might have with him, I think you try and work those out, especially with a new staff coming in. So I think he stays with the Texans. Uh, we'll see what happens. Obviously, we've seen big quarterback moves before. Remember the Bears prior to the 2009 season did trade for Jay Cutler and it was a blockbuster deal for a disgruntled quarterback. Now, that one didn't work out really for the Bears. He played a lot of years. They didn't win a whole heck of a lot. So we'll see how it plays out with Watson. This is State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. He's John Spataro. I'm Jason Gotch. When we come back, let's talk about the, a the uh, NFC Championship game. We'll save the AFC for a little bit later on. We'll talk about the NFC Championship game. Rodgers versus Brady. Bucks at the Packers. We'll do that right after this.
Welcome back to State Lines as we roll along. It is championship weekend in the National Football League. The NFC and AFC championship games on the docket coming up on Sunday. Some really good matchups, especially in our first game. The Packers and the Buccaneers. If you like quarterback legends, this is the game for you. As Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their new quarterback, Tom Brady. You couldn't have written a better script for uh, the Buccaneers franchise when they signed Brady in the offseason. This is what they wanted, a deep playoff run. They've got one game to win to get to a Super Bowl. What a resume builder it would be for Tom Brady for the all-time greats. Look, a lot of people say he already is the all-time greatest quarterback, but this would definitely, I think, for a lot of people, cement it if he can get the Bucs to a Super Bowl and maybe win one with them this year after leaving New England at age 43. Remarkable story. As is Aaron Rodgers, who, despite the drafting of Jordan Love by the Green Bay Packers late in the first round uh, back in April, you you think about Aaron Rodgers not being happy with that move. Certainly, if it motivated him, it was was a good thing for the Packers because uh, Rodgers is having an MVP-type campaign. The Packers are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite here, John. The total in this game is 51 and a half. Uh, if you want to bet the money line, the Packers are minus 185. The Bucks come back 160. Again, about a, you look at the kickoff time here, 205 central time will be the kickoff time for fans here in the state of Illinois. Uh, give us your breakdown of this one from the gambler's perspective. Give us what angles you are looking at. Well, I remember over the summer when people were getting a little tired about all the hubbub that was going on about where was Tom Brady going to sign? You know, which team was he going to pick? Was he even going to leave New England in the first place? It seemed like that narrative kind of dominated right after the Super Bowl from last year. Uh, And, you know, it it all kind of paid off, right? Because this just shows you what exactly Tom Brady brings to your franchise. When he comes uh, a, a pretty much guaranteed appearance in a conference championship comes with him. It's it's just remarkable. I just can't imagine this uh, relationship going any better for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or Brady at this point. He, I think, got tired of hearing that, is it Brady or Belichick? Is he a system guy? We don't know him outside of the New England and, and Gillette Stadium walls. You know, is he really this great quarterback that we all believe him to be? And although he had some ups and downs in the regular season, this is what you pay the man for, to get you to this point, to play good football, and to really just dominate dominate when it comes to executing the offense. He's got so many weapons on that offense. Ronald Jones and Leonard, Leonard Fournette uh, running the ball in Tampa Bay as well have just become uh, a really deadly combination uh, when they have the ball in their hands. So it's it's really a lot of reasons to just reflect on how great of a move it was to bring Brady in at 43 years old, which is crazy uh, that he's even playing at this high of a level. But now it looks like a no-brainer because he doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. On the other side, Aaron Rodgers, man, is building his own case for being one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time with what he has done this year. And Matt LaFleur, talk about a hot start as a young upstart uh, coach. He came in and inherited a mess, you know, behind Mike McCarthy. There were so many things written about the relationship between McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers, how that was fractured, how it was dangerous. You know, they were in dangerous territory of losing Rodgers because of the way that uh, he just did not get along with McCarthy. Insert Matt LaFleur, who outside of some very, you know, closed football circles, I hadn't really heard of uh, very much coming into his hire in Green Bay. And suddenly he's got two playoff appearances under his belt and certainly a conference 
conference championship appearance, possibly a Super Bowl appearance as well. So if I'm looking at this game, when we get to championship Sunday, conference championship Sunday, I always like to think of who do I think is going to be in the Super Bowl. Not so much the matchups, not so much, you know, the 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 comparison on paper. Who do I think is going to advance to the Super Bowl? And for this one, there's a lot of things I'm thinking about. First of all, I think people don't realize this, but I'm going to bring this to the forefront. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a chance to be the first team ever to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium uh, because this, the, the Super Bowl is at Raymond James Stadium this year. So that is on the table for Tom Brady and the Bucs. Also, uh, this is going to be a game in uh, you know cold weather up in Lambeau uh, that Tom Brady has been used to. So for those reasons, I, I think that there's a lot of incentive for me to want to take the Bucs. Just, you know, the narrative fits for me there. I, I could envision hearing stories about how Brady is great in cold weather and obviously they're going to play in his home stadium. But I just can't go against the Packers anymore. I've tried all year long to pick my spots and say, this is going to be the game that they get handed to them and, uh, you know, kind of fall back down. But for some reason, every time I do that, they turn up and, and they turn out with, you know, 30, 40, 50 points at times. So for that reason, I know what happened when these teams met before in the regular season, but that game was in Tampa and the, the Packers really never looked back after that loss to the Buccaneers. So I know it's three and a half points, which is a tricky number. If you're going to win late by a field goal, a Mason Crosby field goal, if you will. But I, I just can't see the Packers losing this game. I love the over in this game as well as kind of a side, uh, just because these teams love to put up a ton of points but in this matchup in this spot as perfect as it would be I think for Brady to make another Super Bowl with another team I after watching how they handled the number one defense in the league uh, the LA Rams last week there's just not enough reason for me to think that the Buccaneers are going to be able to stop Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and everybody else on that offense they're, they're just that good so I'm going to go with the pack in this one hurts me as a Bears fan to say that I think they're going to make a Super Bowl appearance but I have to play smart with my money if I want to be positive for the playoffs so give me the pack give me the three and a half I, I think they'll cover that with a touchdown or, or more like they did last week I think it's going to be a good game but I think Aaron Rodgers gets it done all right John Spataro locked in says take the Green Bay Packers in the NFC championship game minus the three and a half points and I Jason Gotch listen to your analysis John Spataro and I, again I, I really can't argue with anything you say. Factually, you're speaking the right language. Everything you say makes a lot of sense. Great football analysis. But I'm going with my gut here. There's just something about watching these playoffs that tells me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what I saw down in the second half in that game in New Orleans, Tampa Bay just looks to be on a roll this postseason. Not that the Packers don't. I'm the guy who's been saying Aaron Rodgers just said, give us home field, give us home field. They got home field. Makes sense to pick the Packers, but I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the experience of Tom Brady, a lot of weapons they have on offense. The defense is pretty darn good, too. I love the three and a half. I could easily see Green Bay winning this game, but I, I think it's going to be close, and I think it's a field goal game if the Packers win it. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Buccaneers plus the three and a half. I also like the over of 51 and a half. Not as much as I like the side for Tampa Bay, but if I had to play the over, I'd take the over as well. And a little part of me says, hey, for fun, if you want to, it might be good to throw the the, the, the 100 to win 160 on Tampa Bay on the money line. I think that way because I get the feeling the Buccaneers are going to win this game, but then I say no way. 
It's just not worth the risk. Take the three and a half because I really believe it's going to be close. And three and a half points in a game like this, it seems golden. It seems like getting maybe seven or eight or even ten points in another game. So I'm going to jump on and tank the Buccaneers, as I said, plus the three and a half. Tempted on the money line, not going to do it. Also going to look at the over in this game of 51 and a half. Now, John, I got a fun one for you here because we had a good prop for this game. And I want to pull it up here. When you look at adjusted lines, okay, the Buccaneers and the Packers. Let me give you a couple of adjusted lines here, meaning you can get some really nice payouts if you think the game uh, could go a little different than, than maybe you would expect it. Now, you said it was going to be close, so and you already picked the Packers. So you could right now jump on the Green Bay Packers, minus 11.5, coming back at plus 235, meaning you put 100 bucks on this one, Packers minus 11.5, you'd win an additional 235 bucks. If you like the over of 58.5, you can get plus 200 on that. The under on that one is minus 250. Also, for someone like me who took the Buccaneers, I get the Bucks right now, minus 3.5, plus 240. Packers coming back plus three and a half, minus 320. Uh, the over in the game, minus 260, is 44 and a half. The under of 44 and a half would be plus 205. So uh, do you want to get creative here, John? I know you think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be close. So you'd have to really get uh, a little reaching a little bit here if you wanted to take the Packers minus the 11 and a half. Yeah, that's tempting because, you know what, like I've always said with props and uh, more of these far-fetched bets, I have to see a pathway to how we get there. And I do see a pathway to how the Packers could turn this into a little bit of a blowout. If you look at the game that the Buccaneers played last week against the Saints, they needed three major turnovers to win that game by 10 points, uh, meaning from the Saints. Drew Brees threw a couple interceptions. There was a huge fumble from Jared Cook in that game. And if those don't happen, that game's probably uh you know not necessarily as as close uh as it ended up and maybe even a saints win i mean a lot else has to happen after those plays uh you know occurred for that to happen but if the buccaneers can't get turnovers off aaron Rodgers, which uh he's really made his career on is is playing responsible football and not turning the ball over it may be tough for Tom Brady, even with all those weapons and even with everything that they've got going on in offense, it may just be not enough to keep up with Aaron Rodgers because that's what I see with the Packers these days. So, yes, as, as much as I think it's going to be close because yeah, that's just the nature of some of these games, there is a pathway. If, if the if the Buccaneers can't find a way to get some extra points, meaning you know maybe some special teams plays, getting a short field off a punt, something like that, doing some things that don't involve making Aaron Rodgers turn the ball over, uh, you know, they might be in trouble. You're, you're really going to have a tough time going uh, score for score against this offense in Green Bay. So for that reason, maybe worth a look. 11 points is a touchdown uh, a field goal and maybe a, a funny extra point here and there. So it's not crazy. I don't know if I'm going to be taking it, but it's something to look at because I think that's going to be a big key to this game. Well, you're saying from mine, I'm not touching it because I just think the Buccaneers minus three and a half. That scares me to that much that half point. I like getting the half point. I don't want to give it. So I'm going to stay away from this one. I'll just say, you know what? Even if it's, I think it's a field goal game, the Bucks win it. That's not winning by three and a half where you have to win that to get this plus 240 bet. So I'll stick with the regular line, go with the Bucks plus the three and a half, the minus 110. And we'll move on here after a brief timeout to the, a the, the AFC championship game. Yes, the American Football Conference championship game. The Kansas City Chiefs with a question mark at quarterback. 
Will Patrick Mahomes play? Still in, up in the air. And we know Josh Allen's a quarterback for the Buffalo Bills at Arrowhead coming up on Sunday evening. So we'll talk about that game right after this brief timeout on State Lines where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. Here on State Lines, championship weekend in the National Football League. It's where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. I'm Jason Gotch, joined as always by my co-host John Spataro. And John, the AFC championship game, the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. This one's set to kick off just after 5.30 Central Time, close to 5.40 in the evening. Uh, The upstart Bills, we know their story. We touched on it in the opening segment of this show. Uh, Josh Allen, the quarterback, drafted in the first round, high in the first round. I believe he's the number one, a seven overall pick back in 2018. Uh, he's really developed into one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes is probably the best young quarterback in the NFL, if not the best quarterback in the whole league. But his status as we tape this show up in the air, the latest at the time of the taping, uh, Mahomes is in the concussion protocol, suffered that concussion in the win over the Browns last week. But the good news is he is going through light workouts as far as the practices go. So there's a chance Mahomes will play. If he does not play, it will be Chad Henney again at quarterback. He closed out that win over the Browns last week at Arrowhead. So right now the line in this one, John, the Chiefs are minus three. The total is 54, everything minus 110. And then you get the Bills plus 140 on the money line. The Chiefs minus 160. Give us your thoughts on this contest. Can the Buffalo Bills get to the Super Bowl, or will the Chiefs be there for the second time in as many years? Well, like you mentioned, it's certainly a huge, if not the biggest storyline of the NFL season, if Patrick Mahomes is going to play in this game or not. I'm going to assume that he is just, you know, based on, like you mentioned, uh, he's working out. He seems to be progressing uh, nicely through the protocol. So I think he will play. And if that's the case, uh, this is really going to be a pretty fascinating showdown. I think both of these teams are the best teams in the AFC. That doesn't always happen. Sometimes, you know, there's some great teams that have a great regular season and stumble in the playoffs. But I really do believe that these are the two top teams with the two top quarterbacks and I know that may be a little controversial, but every single week that you think Josh Allen isn't going to uh, keep up this high level of play, he does. And he does it with his arm. He does it with his legs. He's had a great season. Really uh, a big move that happened for the Buffalo Bills that I don't think people realize had such an impact on this offense was the trade for Stephon Diggs. He was a big player in, in Minnesota. You know, we remember him here in Chicago playing against the Bears. But really, once he got to Buffalo, feels like Josh Allen's true ability was unlocked they got a deep threat and now they were able to build around you know just a pretty simple concept a guy who can throw the ball a mile make almost every throw in the book and a receiver who can go out and get some big catches I mean three over 100 yards last week uh, in a playoff game for Diggs uh, another great game for Josh Allen under the books and they don't even have to run the ball I think they ran the ball under 20 times last week uh, throw the ball almost as much or, or more than anybody in the league uh, and they get the job done so really kudos to a great season from the Bills. I think this is exactly what they knew they would have to do at some point, which is go into Kansas City and face Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And as for the Chiefs, another just you know rubber stamp year for them. 14-2, and two, just a great regular season. Uh, pretty much on autopilot ever since they lost 
to the Las Vegas Raiders early in the season. They just kind of came back to form and just started uh, checking off wins every single week. Big news. I mean, obviously, with any time your quarterback is going through any type of injury, you have to consider that. But if Mahomes is playing, I'm going to assume that he's going to be uh, at full strength or close to it. And he's really tough to beat when he's at that point in his, uh, you know, at this point in his career. He's really just a superb talent, which I, I hate to bet against. So all in all, really excited for this game. Um, there is just one thing that keeps hanging over my head, and I mentioned it last week, and I went against it but I don't think I'm going to go against it this week. The Kansas City Chiefs have not covered a spread in their last nine games. They are 0-8-1 against the spread in their last nine, uh, despite being 24-2 and in their last 26 games. So there's a big disconnect there. They are winning games, but they are not winning by the margin that the bookmakers are asking them to. So for that reason, I do think that the Kansas City Chiefs will make it to their second straight Super Bowl. And I though, although the, the line is close, it's at three points right now, I do not think they're going to cover. I just don't think that they're playing that type of football. And especially with Mahomes' status in question, uh, you know, I do think he's going to play, but you're never really going to know how healthy he is until we see him on the field. I think the smart play here is to take the Bills plus three. It just seems right. It could be a close game, and, and they cover and don't win Do the Bills. But with everything surrounding this game, it just feels silly for me to pass up on some points. That burned me a couple times last week. I was using that similar logic in a couple of the games in the previous round. You know, if the, I think these games are going to be close, take the points. But this one just smells funky, and I think it starts with the fact that Mahomes' status is still in question a few days before kickoff. So give me the Bills in this one. I also think the under is a decent look. These teams have great offenses, but lately they've been playing some low-scoring games. Uh, they also have better defenses than I think they get credit for on both, both teams, the Chiefs and the Bills. So all in all, I think I'm going to look at the under, and I think I'm going to take the points. Bills plus three, although I do believe somehow, some way, the Chiefs are going to win this game. All right, John Spataro on the Bills plus the points, but he likes the Chiefs to win to get to the Super Bowl. Here on State Lines, we get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. He is John Spataro. My name is Jason Gotch. And, John, I'm actually going to go with you on this one, and I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills as well. There's something special going on with this franchise. I mean, you, you see Josh Allen talk after the game with Stephon Diggs, and Stephon Diggs, who – who joined the Bills during the offseason. I mean, I don't know if I've seen a wide receiver praise a quarterback as effusively in a good way the way I, I've seen Stephon Diggs do it with a young guy like Josh Allen uh, this year. They talked again after that home win last week over the Ravens. And those are two guys that are just absolutely on the same page. They don't just play football together. You can tell they're buddies. They like each other. And I think that chemistry right now is what the Buffalo Bills have going on. Nothing against what the Kansas City Chiefs are doing, but with, with Patrick Mahomes' status, uh, you know, you don't know even if he starts this game how good he's going to be coming off the concussion. Can he survive a hit during this game? Uh, Buffalo, to me, it looks wrong. When you look at this thing, you say, the Chiefs, the firepower, the defending Super Bowl champions, if Mahomes plays, how is this only minus three? Well, it's only minus three because Buffalo's very underrated. And also, Mahomes is questionable for this contest. One thing that scares me from the Buffalo perspective is this, and it's a big if. Can the Bills handle prime time? Look, they've won a couple of games here in the playoffs. They beat the Colts. Last week, they beat the Ravens. But they take a huge class hike here as a young team. 
Is this what we I thought we were going to see with the Cleveland Browns last week where you're just happy to be here after you beat an arch rival? Now, the Bills didn't beat an arch rival in the playoffs like the Browns did in week one against the Steelers, but they still won a couple of games. First time the Bills have you know advanced this deep into the playoffs since the early 1990s. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think they're going to be phased by the bright lights. This is not the Super Bowl. It's still only the AFC Championship game. Not that it's not important. But I'm going to go on the Buffalo Bills here. I'm going to take them plus three. And in fact, I think they win this game. I think we're going to see the Buffalo Bills go up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl coming up in a couple of weeks. So uh, for me, Jason Gotch, the dogs are barking here. If I want to look at a a total in this game, I'm going to stay away from it. But if you give me free money to bet it, I bet the over 54. Uh, And the money line, too. I like the points as insurance. I'm not as gutsy as John is when when you feel a team's going to win to go ahead and put that money on there. I like the idea of thinking they're going to win the game and, and getting points too because if you have that going on, you're feeling really good going in the game. So stay away from the money line even though I think the Bills went out right. Uh, the over, if you got to bet it, bet the over, uh, the over-under of 54. But I'm going to take the Bills. I think it's going to be Josh Allen against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl coming up in a couple of weeks. So give me the Buffalo Bills plus the three points. Now, John, before we clear out of here, here's a very, very fun proposition bet that, that I know we talked about it right before the show, and uh, you liked it as well. There's an early Super Bowl line out right now. Now, what this means is not an individual team, just the conference with four teams left. Packers and the Bucks, the Bills and the Chiefs. Right now, if you want to bet it, you can take the AFC or the NFC. The AFC is minus one and a half. The total in the game is 55 and a half. And the AFC is minus 120 on the money line. So a lot of different combinations here. Things we've talked about, what we like. No guarantee that's going to happen. So uh, what do you think right here? You on the AFC or the NFC, John? You on the over or the under? You on a money line? You're taking points? How's this one going to work out? Well, based on what I've said here in this show, it sounds like I'm picking a Chiefs and a Packers Super Bowl. And in that case, man, what a matchup that would be. But I'm, I'm going to refrain from you know locking myself into that necessarily. I'm not trying to double down on any of my bets uh, just yet. I, you know, I'm going to leave uh, some room for me to wiggle in case it doesn't play out the way I want it to this weekend. Uh, but I would say that of everything you mentioned there, I, I think the most intriguing bet on that board is the NFC uh, plus 100, which is essentially even money. Uh, to to win the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I really do think that if somehow, some way, it ends up being a uh, Packers versus Bills Super Bowl, uh, I, I would think that Aaron Rodgers would be pretty heavily favored in that matchup just because of the way that they probably – you know, meaning that they would have beaten uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would the Packers and then would, you know, Josh Allen have to escape out of a Kansas City game, maybe uh, because of the health of uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, maybe that would play into it. But I, I would think that that's probably the bet, uh, best bet out of all of those. The odds are just not great enough in any of those situations uh, to really uh, make me think uh, one way or another. I, I guess they're pretty heavily favoring uh, the Chiefs and, you know, obviously uh, – uh, I think pretty highly of Josh Allen to put the line at that. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to say that's my best look in, in that situation. Uh, I don't really know if there's anything else in there for me. 
That will do it for State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. We will have a show next week, and hint, hint, you're not going to want to miss this one because we're going to talk a lot about Super Bowl proposition bets. Uh, we got homework, John, going into next week because uh, they have like about 60 pages of these things now. We got to find the good ones. Some of them are just, I mean, I if you're betting on them, I, I don't know what you're thinking. You're really just throwing money at the dartboard. But uh, there, there's going to be some good ones out there. We'll get you those. We'll talk about the Super Bowl, talk about other fun stuff as well. He's John Spataro. I'm Jason Gotch. Always great to have you on our program. Enjoy the championship weekend in the National Football League, and we will talk to you next week, and enjoy the winners, everybody. This show is for entertainment purposes only. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.